0: Welcome to the King's Chapel, Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's word.
1: Well, remain standing while I introduce our guest to you. Uh, Ahmed I met Alston Jones, I want to say
2: maybe 10 years ago, nine years? Really? Time flies when you're having fun, at least 12, he says. But well, I remember distinctly meeting you. I walked into the Assemblies of God network uh, council meeting for the state and uh, I was with Pastor Mark Zweifel who is doing an amazing job up in Fairbanks. and church is growing and great things are happening for them and he's been a friend of mine for years. And I said, I want you to meet somebody. And he says, there he is. And he, and he points to this other bald guy <laughs> with this big smile. And I said, "Bye. Oh, I like him already. Yeah. He said, yeah, he's one of the presbyters. And I thought, he's one of the, my picture, usually presbyters traditionally are older. <laughs> and so here's this young buck full of fire. You're still a young buck, by the way. Full of fire. And when I met him, I thought, holy cow, God's moving. God, because there's an anointing on it. So we immediately became friends, and um, he eventually moved out of the village and came down to Wasilla and was an evangelist for a while, and they were here in our church for a few years, right? Jennifer, kids grew up, and then God called you to Nome, and you've been in Nome now for, I was close, so four and a half years, and God is breaking that city open with the power of God. Yeah. You are in for a very special time. Open your heart wide and receive God's servant, Pastor Austin Jones. Take this one.
0: Go ahead and put your hands together for Jesus now, if you would. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say, Hallelujah. Somebody say worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb. What's his name? Jesus. Amen. Give your neighbor a high five before you're seated. Let him know, man, I'm glad you're here tonight. Praise God. And as you're seated, if you would begin to turn to your Bibles in 1st Samuel chapter 1 tonight. 1st Samuel chapter 1. It's so great to be back with you here at KC, and I have so much love for your pastor, for his wife, their family. I'm just so very thankful for them, very, very grateful for them, and uh, all that you're doing in Alaska, and uh, in my life as well. It's been a blessing. You've been a pastor to me, to my family, and uh, we love you so much, so much. Your pastor, uh, you've been gracious to allow him to come to Nome a few times, and every time he comes, we're just tremendously blessed. This last camp meeting uh, was very special, very special time this last October, and Evangelist Tiff Shuttlesworth and Pastor Daniel were our speakers in Nome. We had, I believe, about nine villages represented there as they fly in and uh, literally, you know, sleeping under the soundboard and under the pews, and I mean, we we call it camp meeting for a reason. It... uh, (laughs) And it's growing. It really is. Uh, God's moving in Western Alaska. We've been, uh, as we just mentioned, 12 years now. We've been serving full time in Western Alaska and, you know, a short season here out of Palmer and traveling full time as well. And that's when my family uh, attended here when I was on the road and you pastored in uh, our family. And my children, I I love the fact this is what you have to understand about KC, Alaska and how much I appreciate this house of worship. I would ask my kids, I'd come off the road, you want to go to kids' church? Nope. We want to be in the main sanctuary where, you know, not the, the anointing can't be in kids' church. Are you hearing me? But my kids wanted to be in the presence of God. Amen. Yeah. I tell you, that's one of the greatest investments you can give to your children is to teach them and to bring them into the presence of God. Someone say amen. Yeah. So I thank KC Alaska. I thank Pastor Daniel for that. And uh, But in camp meeting in October, something very, very special happened as we spent a lot of time praying and believing God for an increased harvest in western Alaska specifically. And one of the things that came out of an early morning prayer time was a time where we cast a vision, and it was a vision of God. Uh, Myself and Pastor Jimmy Okitkin, who's now our presbyter from Kotlik, we had felt from the Lord that it was time to, to believe God for expanding and church planting and to believe God to open up supernatural doors. How many know when Jesus opened doors, no man can shut them? Come on. We just have to identify those doors. <laughs> so as we stood there in prayer that morning, we cast what's called the 5-10-12 vision. We're believing God that over the next five years that he would give us 10, 10 brand-new locations in western Alaska with 12 believers in each location. Someone say amen. So that's a vision by faith. We feel it's a vision from God, and we're trusting him in that. And in the last few months, we since October up till now, uh, we've already identified one location where the Assemblies of God has a building, but they've not had a church in over 12 years. And we, uh, we've identified a supernatural door. It's no doubt that Jesus is opening this door I don't have the time to share with you all the supernatural events that have taken place literally since January up until now in the village of Shaktulik. So I don't know if you know where Shaktulik is, but God not only has opened the door with the property again, but there's literally, it's not a petition, but there's literally 13 names right now written that have been submitted to the assemblies of God asking for a full gospel, Holy Ghost, Pentecostal work in Shaktulik again. Someone say amen. So the invitations there, and how many know when when God opens a door, He provides all that we have need of and we 're going by faith i 'll tell you the journey is by faith. If we only did with what we you know we had in front of us to do we 'd never enter into the realm of faith, but I tell you it's it 's time to move forward in faith and i 've seen God begin to meet by faith. Let me just tell you before the supernatural events came to pass in january i I don't have all the time to share, but I, I, I was in a meeting in Massachusetts. Someone say Massachusetts. And I was challenged to sow a seed by faith into a ministry. And as the offering was given that, that evening, I was also challenged to write on the envelope of what I was asking God for. Now, I'm not giving you some magic potion or formula here. But I wrote on that envelope, I said, God, I'm asking you for supernatural increase of money that I can freely travel across western Alaska and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ everywhere. Someone say amen. How many know that's a good prayer? That's, you, you can't ask amiss when you start asking to spread the gospel. Amen? amen. So we sowed by faith that night. Someone say Friday? Friday. Someone say Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I get back to Nome on Tuesday. Someone say Tuesday. Tuesday. So not even a week later, a man who does not attend our church, a man who's as far as I know, has never heard me preach, sits me down over breakfast and says, you have a heart for this region, don't you? I said, yeah, I really do. He said, well, I've already talked it over with my wife. He said, today after breakfast, I'm depositing $10,000. Listen, never told a person what I asked God for. He said, I'm depositing $10,000 over at Bearing Air, which is the bush plane company, so you can travel in this region and take hope. Come on. So we identify Shaq and God says, okay, now I'm going to provide for it. So the $10,000 is enough money and I've been holding it. I've been waiting because in August, we're launching the church again in Shaq and there'll be enough money for the next two years to travel and preach at least once every two weeks in Shaq Tuluk. Someone say amen. Does that stir your faith? And in my opinion, it's just the beginning because God's going to do so much more. Nome is going fantastic. I'll tell you, like... We are so primed for growth, it is ridiculous right now. And I'll tell you why. Because Jesus is there. i tell you, when you have Jesus, you have everything. You have everything. Come on. And He's there. So how many are ready for the Word tonight? I've, pr- I've, met, I've, I've spent hours in prayer over this. Two things the Lord spoke to me very clearly about tonight. Everybody say tonight. I don't know what makes tonight unique, but it's different tonight. I tell you, there's something going to happen tonight in some of your lives. Tonight, I genuinely felt the Spirit of God say that before this meeting's over, some of you are going to encounter a divine manifestation that's going to change your life. But I also sensed from the Lord as I was praying that in the weeks to follow tonight, in the weeks to follow this meeting tonight, God is going to do something in your life to bring a shift and a change. And you're going to see divine manifestations. I even believe it by the Spirit. Some of you in the realm of finances in the weeks to come, you, you may not see it tonight, but there's going to be a divine manifestation even in the realm of your finances, maybe your physical health. But I believe tonight's going to be the change. And I, I come to you speaking, and I'll tell you a prophetic word of the Lord and just something strong in my spirit. So are you Ready? All right, get your gospel track shoes on and let's run together. 1 Samuel chapter 1, I want to talk to you about Hannah. I'm coming down here to where the light is. I can see just a little bit better if that's all right. Now, there was a certain man named Elkanah. He was from the mountains of Ephraim. I'm going to skip over all those funny names for the sake of time. In verse 2, he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah and the name of the other was Penai. Penai had children, but Hannah had no children. Some will say barren. Barren. Some will say need of a miracle. miracle. This man went up to the city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Now this is very important that you mark this in your Bible. Somebody say Shiloh. Shiloh. Also the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering... He would give portions to Penai, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah. And although the Lord had closed her womb, and her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year that she went up to the house of the Lord, and she provoked her. Therefore, Hannah wept, and she did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? And Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Someone say Shiloh. Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting by the seat of the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul. And she prayed to the Lord, and she wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look upon the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not to forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Someone say her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. Eli said to her, ''How long will you be drunk? Put away your wine from you.'' But Hannah answered and said, ''No, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful of spirit. I've not drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but I've poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now.'' Then Eli answered and said, ''Go in peace.'' And the God of Israel, Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. Someone say, ask of him. How many are going to ask tonight? How many know all who ask receive? She said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate. Her face was no longer sad. Then they arose early in the morning, and they worshiped before the Lord, and returned, and came to the house of Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son. Someone say hallelujah. Someone say miracle. And called his name Samuel, saying, because I've asked of him, from the Lord. Father, I'm so thankful for the opportunity to declare the word of the Lord in this house. I'm so thankful for every life that's walked through these doors. I pray that not one person in the sound of my voice would leave the same. But God, you'd bring transformation. You'd bring divine manifestation. Father, I pray for a release of miracles tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Someone say amen. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight. I've titled this Disappointment to Destiny. Someone say that. Disappointment Disappointment. to Destiny. Because God had a destiny for Israel. God had a destiny for his children, for his people. And God had a plan and a purpose for Hannah's life. And Hannah was a woman of great frustration, a woman of great disappointment. The Bible says sorrowful of spirit. But God took her frustration and released a divine manifestation. So I tell you tonight, i just begin this off tonight. God's plan in the midst of your frustration, you have to view it like Hannah. You have to see that in the midst of her frustration, that it was a point of pregnancy for a divine manifestation. So we have to change our perspective when it comes to the realm of disappointment, frustration, discouragement, and struggle. You have to see that it's an opportunity for God to release His power. It's an opportunity for God to release miracles. But we must respond appropriately. I'll say this as far as the church as a pastor. Now, I've been a pastor for many years now. Two things that I can recognize very clearly. First thing that I can recognize concerning discouragement, struggles, frustration, hardship, is this. As a pastor, we really need to help people manage their emotions. We really need to help people move from the place of the soulish realm, the emotional realm, into the place of faith and trust, receiving the miraculous from God. Because why? Your emotions will always lie to you. Your emotions will lead you astray. But there's a realm of faith. There's a realm of the Spirit that goes beyond your emotions. There's a realm where the Bible says Hannah spoke from her heart. There's a place of the Spirit that you have to access into to release the power of God and the miracles of God for your life. We have to help people get out of their emotions and into the Spirit. Amen? Amen second thing I've come to realize in circles of faith and churches of faith and even as a pastor of faith, we have to be very careful that we don't polarize people to where because you're in struggle, it's like this, because you're in struggle, your hardship and your discouragement, like there's something wrong with you. Let me tell you something. Jesus himself said, you're going to experience troubles in this world, but be of good cheer for I've overcome the world. Come on. Nobody's immune from struggle. Nobody's immune from hardship. Nobody's immune from discouragement, frustration, and disappointments in life. But I tell you, we have to teach people. I feel a teaching, preaching, anointing tonight. We have to teach people to deal and to manage their emotions well. Because how you respond in the emotional realm of your life will determine the manifestation of God and the miracle power of God to be released on your behalf. Are you glad you came to church tonight? So we have to be careful in circles of faith that we don't view people, ah, oh, they just, you know, they don't have enough faith. Well, that may be true, but that's not for me to judge. So it's our job to teach and to instruct and to help them step into the realm of faith where they can o- overcome the world. Give your neighbor a high five. Say, man, I'm glad you're here. Historically, Hannah, you must see this. Historically, Hannah was barren. Barrenness was one of the most culturally and social difficulties and issues to deal with in biblical times. It was one of the worst things that a woman could deal with. Listen here tonight. It was thought to be a curse from God. In fact, when you read this, the Bible says that the Lord had closed her womb. That's because the writers of the Old Testament, they understood it to be a curse from God. They didn't understand that people could be sterile. And they wrote it in such a way that the Lord closed her womb because they viewed barrenness as a curse from God. Now, we know a little differently today in medical science. It may not be a curse from God. Come on, amen. But they viewed it as the the woman's sins from her past, that somewhere in her past, her sins have closed her womb, and she cannot have children. She cannot be productive. I took this from the Manners and Customs uh, book of the Bible, and it says this. Manners and Customs says that a woman was left spiritually ruined, socially disgraced, and physiologically or excuse me, psychologically depressed. So it affected a woman on all three levels, spiritually, socially, and even psychologically. In fact, you can read this in the Bible in Genesis 30, verse 1. When Rachel's womb was closed, she said this. She saw that she bore Jacob no children. And Rachel envied her sister and said to Jacob, Give me children or else I'll die. I mean, you can just hear it in the voice of Rachel. Someone of barrenness would rather die because they were socially and they were psychologically and spiritually oppressed on every level. Are you hearing me tonight? So you have to get the picture of Hannah and where she's at. So if you want to talk about disappointment, you want to talk about frustration, you want to talk about struggles of life, you want to talk about hardship, all you have to do is look at the cultural background of where Hannah is at, and then you have the adversary, the second wife, ridiculing her, putting her down, speaking death over her. Come on, are you hearing me tonight? And here's Hannah. You want to talk about frustration, disappointments. But how many know Hannah responded appropriately? Come on. I tell you, how you handle your emotions, the moments of difficulty and frustration and disappointments in life will determine, come on, it will determine your future.
3: Let me tell you this.
0: Your frustration can either lead you into devastation or a divine manifestation. And I am so sick and tired as a pastor of watching people Go completely off the rails because, I mean, good Christian people, good God-loving people, people that genuinely want to serve the Lord, I'm so tired of them going off the rails into devastation because they've yet to learn how to deal with the emotions of life instead of turning to the Lord in an appropriate way and waiting on that miracle and seeing a divine manifestation. They completely go off the rails into devastation. Somebody say this tonight, not me. So number one, one of the things we can learn from Hannah, and I want to talk to you tonight, what can we learn from Hannah? How did she respond in such a way? Well, the first thing is so evident. Hannah went to Shiloh. You say, what's Shiloh, pastor? Well, Shiloh right here is the key. In fact, it's the master key to her miracle. See, you understand Elkanah and the family, they lived in the mountains of Ephraim. Shiloh was a a location about nine miles north of Bethel. And Bethel, we know, means the house of God. Shiloh means peaceable or the place of rest. Shiloh has three very specific elements to it biblically. Number one, Shiloh was a location... In which the very first tabernacle of meeting was established after Israel and Joshua conquered the land, the promised land. The moment they take the promised land, what do they do? They establish in Shiloh the tabernacle of meeting, a place where God can meet with man and man can meet with God. Are you hearing me? In fact, it's in Joshua 18, verse 1, where you read that. It says, Now the whole congregation, some will say the entire congregation, of the children of Israel assembled together in Shiloh. They set up the tabernacle of meeting there, and the land was subdued before them. Jeremiah even mentions it as he's calling for repentance. In Jeremiah 7 verse 12 he says go now to the place. The Lord says my place which was in Shiloh where I set up my name at first. Do you understand that the first key for Hannah's life in releasing a divine manifestation to bring her out of her frustration was to get to Shiloh. Come on somebody are you hearing me? To get to the tabernacle of meeting. To get to the place of God. Shiloh number Two was this. It was a a place in which the glory of God rested. In fact, it was in Shiloh where the, the glory box, the Ark of the Covenant, remained. From the time of Joshua to the time of Hannah's son, Samuel. The miracle, Samuel. From the time that Joshua conquered the land to the time of Samuel, the Ark of the Covenant, the glory of God, rested where? Right in Shiloh. So it's at the time of Hannah. Here she is. Here's a woman, you know, a nobody, cursed by God, psychologically depressed, spiritually empty. Are you hearing me tonight? And the first key that she took in her life to unlock her miracle Well, she's going to Shiloh. She went with her honey. She went with Elkanah to the place of God, to the place of rest, the peaceable place. Now, Shiloh number three is this. It's actually a prophetic symbol of what was to come with Jesus. Shiloh was prophetic concerning the Messiah, the Christ. In Hebrew, listen to this. In the Hebrew language, Shiloh is actually a compound word, meaning this. Shell and lo. And it translates to whom dominion belongs. (laughs) Are you catching what I'm pitching for a moment? Hear me. The Hebrew word translates to whom dominion belongs. Now listen very carefully. You gotta you gotta go with me for a moment. You have Jacob prophesying over his sons. In Genesis 49, and he gets to one, he gets to Judah. And it's in Judah that the lineage of Jesus would come. Oh, church, hear me tonight. Listen. It's in Judah the lineage of Jesus. It's the seed in which Christ would come out of. It's the bloodline of Jesus. And he gets to his son Judah, and he says this. You're a young lion. How many have ever heard of the lion of the tribe of Judah? Come on. From the prey, my son, you've gone up. He bows down. He lies down as a lion. And as a lion, who shall awaken him? Here it is. For the scepter, the rod, the the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from his feet until Shiloh comes. And to him is the obedience of the people. What does Shiloh mean? Come on. To whom dominion and authority belongs. So Jacob's prophesying over Judah, the lineage of Jesus, and he speaks, In whom the scepter shall not depart, until Shiloh comes. Check this church. Joshua 18, verse one says that all of Israel, hear me, all of Israel gathered where at Shiloh, when the promised land was taken. When Christ returns in Matthew 24, it says that he's going to send forth his angels, and he's going to gather from the four corners of the earth, and he's going to gather his people together at the second return of Christ. That is until Shiloh comes. The prophetic utterance in Genesis, are you hearing me? Genesis 49 is until Shiloh comes is until the return of Christ. Why? Because Shiloh is a manifestation of Jesus. It's a type. It's a foreshadow. Of what was to come. And I tell you. Hannah's miracle began at Shiloh. It began at Christ. Everything you have need of is found in the cross. Salvation. Healing. Come on. Are you hearing me? Prosperity. Blessing. Someone say it's paid for.
3: Because of Jesus. Because of Shiloh.
0: Going to Shiloh was the master key that unlocked Hannah's miracle. The Bible doesn't say she prayed up in the mountains. The Bible says she got into the tabernacle of meeting before the glory of God. Aren't you thankful that Jesus, our Shiloh, tore his flesh, tore the veil, so we can have access into the glory, into the manifest presence of God? Come on, because we have a Shiloh. Could your neighbor say he's about to preach now? <laughs> the conception of Hannah's miracle did not begin in the bedroom of Elkanah. The conception of her miracle began before the glory of the Lord. The second key of Hannah is this. She shut down all outside voices. The first key is she went to Shiloh. The second key to unlock her miracle, and listen, we're talking about discouragement, frustration, disappointment, turning frustration into what? A divine manifestation. And how you respond will determine whether you enter into devastation or divine manifestation. Are you hearing me? So the first thing you need to do is what? You need to respond like Hannah in the midst of your discouragement, in the midst of disappointment. Come on. Am I the only one that's ever been let down? Am I the only ever one that's ever been overlooked? Am I the only Come on. Are you hearing me tonight? But I don't take it and I don't just run with it in my emotions. I take it to Shiloh. I take it to the cross. I take it to Jesus. I forgive because he first forgave me. Come on. I get on my knees. I humble myself under the mighty hand of God. Are you hearing me tonight? Too many people get whacked in their emotions. What do they do? I'm, I'm getting in it now, I'll tell you. Instead of looking to Jesus, they run from Jesus. Instead of looking to the one who can release miracle power, they run off the rails
3: into devastation.
0: Someone say, Jesus, he's my Shiloh. You tonight through Christ, we have access now, right now, into the glory of God, into the manifest presence of God. Tonight, tonight, some of you waiting for revival tomorrow. Hear me, tonight, the veil is torn. Tonight, a new and living way has come. Tonight the glory and the manifest presence of God is available tonight. I tell you tonight, the physical conditions that have frustrated you, the hardships and the headaches that you have faced, the financial struggles, the disappointments, the backstabbing, the envy. It doesn't matter what it is. Whatever has brought discouragement in your life, I tell you tonight, Shiloh is here. Jesus is here. Get to the glory of God because I tell you, God will take your frustration and he will release a divine manifestation. To whom dominion belongs Shiloh? Shiloh. The second thing Hannah did was she shut out all outside voices. Too many Christians, in the midst of their frustrations and struggles and disappointments, come into agreement with outside voices. (laughs) Just look at the report given by the 10 spies out of the 12. Numbers 13 says, We saw the giants, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. So all the congregation, you know what they did? They came into agreement with the Word. They came into agreement from an outside voice. All of the congregation lifted up their voices and they cried out. And the people wept all night. An entire generation missing the miraculous. An entire generation missing the promises. An entire generation remained frustrated and disappointed for the next 40 years. An entire generation dying in the wilderness. Why? Because they came into agreement with an outside voice. The first voice that Hannah had to shut out was the voice of her adversary. Penai, the second wife. The one who was not barren, the one who held it over her, ridiculed her, told, and you can only imagine the words that were spoken. Hannah, you're worthless. Hannah, you'll never be like me. In fact, like some of you, you got to change your perspective and shut out the voice of your adversary. And understand, when you start seeing somebody else receive a physical miracle, and you say, well, I guess it's not for me. Come on, you're, you're, you're coming into agreement with your adversary. And if you're going to take the frustration of the, of, the, of the miracle that you need in your body, you have to shut out the voice of your adversary. You have to shut out the voice and stop coming into agreement with the devil who comes to lie, steal, kill, destroy, and murder your life. Are you hearing me? Because he was a murderer from the beginning. He was a liar. He's the father of all lies. And when he speaks, he speaks of his own resources. All he knows is lies. When your neighbor gets lit up in the Holy Ghost and you just look over and say, well, how come them and not me? And you start coming into agreement with your adversary and you get frustrated. Why haven't I received the glory and the manifestation of the baptism of the Holy Ghost? How come I'm not getting the fire? Who are you coming into agreement with, my friends? Hannah, shut the voices out. You won't find one place in 1 Samuel where Hannah even addresses the woman. You hear me? Not one place does she even reply back. In fact, you know where she goes? To Shiloh, to the temple. She gets to the glory. She doesn't even say one word, not one.
3: She doesn't believe it.
0: She doesn't come into agreement with it. She says, something's going to be different in my life. And I'm going to take it to the Lord in prayer. The second voice that Hannah had to shut out was the voice. Well, this is going to hit somebody in their spirit. The second voice that Hannah Hannah had to shut out was the voice of those in her inner circle. If anybody knew Hannah intimately, it was her husband, Elkanah. The Bible says, Elkanah said to her what? Now Eli." it says now, excuse me, verse 8. Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better than ten sons? This voice was a voice that was close and intimate to Hannah. This was a voice that was actually saying, Hannah, just settle for what you have. Hannah, just be happy with where you are. Hannah, just give it up. Let it go. Some things will never change, Hannah. Look at what you have in the natural realm. Friend, I tell you, even Elkanah had the best intentions for Hannah as he was speaking as a husband on her behalf. He genuinely loved her, gave her double portion, had great love for her. He was speaking words to her in such a way to try to help her. But can I tell you, every word that he gave was a natural word. Hear me tonight. Am I not better than ten sons? Look at the satisfaction that you have in the the natural realm with me. Look at the happiness that you have with me. I tell you, there's there's a joy of the Lord that you can separate from happiness in the things in the realm of this world and in the natural. And what Hannah was being offered by her inner circle was just a temporary settling of happiness. But Hannah said, oh, there's something in the spirit. There's something beyond the temporary." That will satisfy the longing of my soul. There's something beyond the natural realm of just happiness. I tell you, there's a lot of things that will make you happy. Pastor Daniel got happy when he saw me tonight. But after I leave, you might just forget I was here. And the happiness might fade. But how many know there's a joy? There's a joy that comes from the Lord that gets deposited in your spirit that the temporary passing pleasures of this world will never fulfill. And Hannah said in the midst of her frustration, I'm not going to settle for what the inner circle is offering me. I'm going to the inner circle of Shiloh. I'm going to the glory of the Lord. I'm stepping out of the natural into the supernatural. Because I tell you, some of the frustrations that you're dealing with, the discouragements and the struggles in your life, there's nothing in this world that will ever satisfy it like Jesus. Nothing. Elkanah was genuinely trying to help. Genuinely had her best interest in mind. But what Elkanah was offering was just natural. What Hannah needed was supernatural. Supernatural. What Hannah needed was a divine manifestation. Thirdly, Hannah approached wide open. Someone say wide open. I can tell you as a pastor, and I've seen this for, for years now, once again in circles of faith, and I, I, I'm a man of faith, man. I'm a, a preacher of faith. If we're not careful, we can just speak on faith, faith, faith. Oh, you got to have faith. Yes, how many know? It's faith that releases the power of God. Come on. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But here's what happens. You actually have to have two things coming together for a divine manifestation to be released. You have to have faith, but you also have to have a heart wide open. You can have faith and believe God for a miracle in your life. You can have faith and believe that God's going to turn some things around and you're going to trust Him for this, but yet you can begin to compartmentalize the emotions of your heart and say, well, God, I'll give you some of this, but I'm tucking this away back here, and you can't go there, but I still have faith for my miracle. What you find if Hannah is this. She went in with a heart wide open. She poured out her guts before God. She was somebody that was exposed. Before the Lord. Turn over to Hebrews 10 very quickly. You can find it right in Hebrews 10. The exposing, the openness, and the realm of faith working together to bring you where? Someone say, into Shiloh. Someone say, into the glory. Here it is, Hebrews 10, verse 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness, that word boldness in the Greek, it literally translates openly, without concealment, and naked. Brethren, having openness, you could could translate, having openness, say that with me, openness, to enter the holiest, where? Where? Come on, say, somebody say Shiloh, the holiest, the glory, the God box, the, the glory box, the divine manifestation. I'm going to preach straight to you right now. Some of you aren't encountering your miracle because you're compartmentalizing your junk. When you, we, we just need to probably once a month have a bring your junk to service and leave it at the altar once and for all. Because the Bible says having boldness. Some will say boldness. Some will say openness. Some will say nakedness. You know what God's plan was from the beginning? Was man to be naked and unashamed before the Lord. They weren't walking in the garden from the beginning with fig leaves and animal skins. They were walking with God. Hear me. Walking in the glory. In their nakedness, from the beginning of creation, God's plan was always for you and I to be perfectly open and honest for those who worship him, must worship him in spirit and in truth. An open heart, an open life that says, God, you can have it all. God, I'm exposing myself. God, here I am, take it all. Make no mistake about it, that's how Hannah entered. She entered completely wide open before the Lord, pouring out her guts before the Lord.
3: Some of you need a pouring out of your guts to the Lord altar service. Someone say, Thank you, Lord
0: having boldness, openness, without concealment. To what? Enter. To what? To enter. How did Hannah enter? Sorrowful. Everything within her poured out before God.
3: You've actually really entered into a realm of
0: faith when you expose yourself before the Lord. God's not looking for your pity party. Hear me tonight. God doesn't meet pity. He's not looking to meet pity tonight. He's looking to meet faith. He's looking to meet the reality of your heart. A heart that's wide open and exposed before him. This is God. Here it is. Here it is. You see the frustration, but here's my junk also, Lord. Just take it off. (laughs) By a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is his flesh having a high priest over the house. Here it is. Let us draw near with a true... Come on, true, true. Those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. With a true heart in full assurance of faith. You must have faith and nakedness working together for you to take you out of frustration and into a divine manifestation and the miraculous power of God. Faith alone is not enough. You know why?
3: Because God can't bless sin. God can't bless that junk in the heart
0: that you've been hanging on to. He can't do it. Those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Some days I wonder, God, Why? Why do I, have, a, why have, I expe- have experienced personally so many of your blessings, so many of your miracles? I've seen the divine hand of God move from time and time again. I just wonder why. You know, something that used to, I asked the Lord these things. Because I remember right after I got saved, I remember being in Bible college, I'd see like a gum wrapper on the ground. And it would like really bother me, and I'm you could ask my wife, like I'd go out of my way to pick junk up off the ground, throw it away. And later, and I knew like it was like of the Lord, right? And, I, and, and later in my years, I was like, God, why, why does that stuff bother me? So he said, because it's not right. Yeah. And I wonder, why do I see some miracles the way I do sometimes? God, why are you so good to me? Why do you take me out of disappointment and frustration and divine manifestation when so many others are missing? And I've asked God these questions. That's what he said to me. Because like Hannah, your heart's always been exposed. Like Hannah, you always approach me in the right manner. Like Hannah, you hold nothing back from me. Like Hannah, you've given me all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your strength. You've given it all to me. And as a result, I give you my all. Because if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you.
3: Many people want the divine manifestation. I want the power of God. Really? Are you really ready for God to go there?
0: Well, I've given my life to Jesus. Really? What about that area of your heart that's been wounded by the Father? What about that area of your heart? Come on, that's been wounded by the one who stabbed you in the back. Come on. What about the area of your heart? Or someone got envious and jealousy and and, and words were spoken. Come on. What about the wounding of the heart of sexual abuse? What about the wounding of the heart? Are you hearing me tonight? God, you can have
3: it all, but don't go there.
0: You will live your life frustrated. You will live your life disappointed. You will go from struggle to struggle to struggle until you approach like Hannah did with everything, heart wide open, with a true heart, with the full assurance of faith. Why is it going to God, and I'm getting this revelation right now, why is it going to God with a heart exposed? How is that the realm of faith? Because you're trusting God with your heart. You know how many people I talk to as a pastor, they can't really trust God because man has failed them. They can't really give God their everything because they're afraid God's going to hurt them. They're afraid God's going to let them down. See, when you go to God with a full assurance of faith, with an open heart, a true heart before God, you're actually saying, I'm casting all of my cares upon Him because I know that He loves me and He cares for me and I trust Him with my heart. Frustrations in your life. You're not the only one. Listen. Some of this message comes out of my own frustrations. You can ask my wife. Disappointments. What's disappointments? Unmet expectations. Man, things didn't go the way I thought they would go. I thought I'd get to Nome four and a half years ago. And we'd just bust out in major revival and shake the state from Nome. Full expectation of it. Still expect it. I get to know him, and in the first first two weeks, we went from six people to over 70, about the first two to three months, excuse me. About two months later, we went from six people to almost 70 people in the sanctuary, and God was moving. Get a phone call one Wednesday morning that my father dies. I'm on a plane that day to go bury my father in Pennsylvania, had to sell my mother's house, sell all of her goods, sell all of her property. A whole month I'm gone, we get back, guess how many people are there? Just over six. Not many. You talk about disappointments. And I could go on and on about the disappointments and the struggles, but what I want to tell you tonight, I know there's a Shiloh. I know there's a glory. I know there's a Jesus that I can go to, and I can trust Him with all of my heart, and I can cast my cares upon Him, for I know He loves me, and I can trust Him with my everything. And I can hang in there for another mile. I can go a second mile with him. I can go a third mile with him. I can go with Jesus knowing he's got my my divine manifestation already set for me. (laughs) 12 years serving Western Alaska. 12 years. Things I've dreamed about. Where are they? starting to be manifested. Why? Because my heart's still open. Come on. Why? Because I'm still trusting with a full assurance of faith. Why? Because I'm still praying, still pressing through. Why? Because I haven't given up. I've shut out the outside voices. Even those in leadership over me in years gone by, not currently, but years gone by, discouraging the call to Western Alaska. I shut out outside voices. Are you hearing me? Because I know there's a divine manifestation for Western Alaska. Dreams in the night of preaching in tribal community halls and people getting saved and receiving miracles with elders standing by watching. I've seen them. I've seen it. Starting to see those things manifest. This last January, February, went to the lower Yukon, back to Ammonic, where we pastored for seven years. Our native pastor, our local pastor, is doing an amazing job, I tell you. It's, it's, it's beautiful to see how God's using them there. But we're still connected, still, still you know, blessing him the way, any way that we can. And went down there in January, February. We lost our pastor in a luck-and-a-k. he had unfortunately passed away. I felt the Lord say, go on a mission to encourage the saints. That's what I felt. Just go and encourage the people. So I'm just planning to go visit people in their homes. Just break bread with them. Just being led by the Lord. Just encourage the body. So I'm getting ready to get on the snow machine, go over to a from Emonic. It's about 8 to 10 miles. And I get a phone call from our pastor who was over in a He said, hey. He said, I was just expecting to go meet in a home and just eat some dry fish and encourage some people. He says, hey, get ready you're preaching tonight in the tribal hall. I said, what? He goes, they canceled bingo. Yeah. If you lived in the village, you would understand. I'll put it this way. I've been in villages with Tiff Shuttlesworth where we try to hold crusades, and we announce it ahead of time. What the tribe has found out and the people found out that come against those meetings is if we hold bingo in another hall with thousands of dollars available in the pots, then people won't go to the meeting. It's happened. So as you go to villages, John, just remember that. Tuck that away in your spirit. Some, some villages you go to, you just only need to announce about a day in advance. I've learned it. Be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. Amen? So they canceled bingo in Alokanok. Fifty people came out sitting in the bleachers. Sixteen came forward to the center of that auditorium to give their lives to Jesus. I asked our pastor who grew up in Alucanuk. I said, how many times, now we have an Assemblies of God work in Alucanuk. We've had a church building there for many years. But I said, but how many times has the pure gospel been preached like this publicly in the village? He said, this may be the first, maybe the second time ever in the history of the village. That was just in February and the divine power of God moving. Does this message encourage you tonight? How many be honest tonight? You'd say, I genuinely have been frustrated in my faith, and I've genuinely been in some struggles, some hardships, my emotions sometimes getting the best of me. You'd be honest. Let me see your right hand. You'd say, that's me all over this place. I'm going to ask you to stand up on your feet if you would, please. Someone say Shiloh. Someone say the glory.
3: Shut down all outside voices.
0: We don't have the time to get into how to shut down the adversary's voice but how many know the truth of God's word will set you free one of the greatest spiritual things you can do with your emotional life is command and demand your emotions to come into alignment with the sword of the spirit the word of God and the truth of God's word well I don't feel I'm not feeling that it isn't about what you feel it's about you saying emotions flesh soulish life get in line with the spirit You can't separate the Spirit from the Word and the Word from the Spirit. Come on. It's the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. So shut down the outside voices of the enemy. Some of you have people in your life in your inner circle. They actually may have best intentions for you. But you must be careful of the words that you receive, even of those who are closest to you. For God has a divine realm to speak to you. God has a divine realm to release some things to you. People may have the best intentions in mind. They may want you to be happy. They may try to keep you in the natural realm. God wants to release some things from the supernatural realm. So like Hannah, you've got to shut down even Elkanah, the ones that are close to you sometimes. You have to discern what's a word from the Lord, what's not a word from the Lord, what should I receive, what should I take home, What what should I tuck away in my spirit, what should I throw away, what should I get rid of? You've got to discern in your life those who are speaking to you just the same way you discern the enemy's voice that would speak to you, that says you can't do it. Just give up, just throw in the towel. Give over to your emotions. Let yourself go. Backslide, come on. I've been there, church. times, one specific time six years ago, almost left Alaska completely and if I would have I would have left the destiny of God and why? Because it was frustration it was disappointment, it was unmet expectations, it was lies it was envy, it was backstabbing and I said, come on, no, I'm going to follow the voice of the Lord We're now beginning to see some divine manifestations like never before. I'm telling you, get ready. You're going to hear more testimonies coming out of Western Alaska, not of Austin Jones, but the power of Jesus Christ. The Lord spoke to me very clearly about Western Alaska, specifically the Bering Straits, and I prophesied it on Sunday in Nome. Spoke it publicly, and I'll speak it publicly here because I'll tell you what's coming to Bering Straits region. The Lord spoke to me, and He said. Did not Jesus have to go to the Father to release the power of the Holy Spirit? And because he departed to go to the Father to release the person of the Holy Spirit because he wanted us to have it, he knew that we needed the person of the Holy Spirit. Come on, are you still following me for a moment? The Lord said any organization, any denomination, any church that would deny the moving of the person of the Holy Spirit, God says, I'm bypassing them because I want my people to have the person and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit active in their life and I tell you, God's bypassing religion. God's shutting down the voices of tradition and religion and He's raising up in this last hour a church on fire. He's releasing the person of the Holy Spirit. More churches will be planted pastors will be raised up and churches on fire on fire on fire because God doesn't care about religion's opinion when churches begin to remove the Holy Spirit from their organizations and and, and, and their corporate settings they're removing Jesus himself said he would baptize us in the Holy Spirit. You can't separate Jesus from the Spirit. The Spirit from Christ. That's what's happening in western Alaska. So get ready. More manifestations to come. Can you say amen? If you're here tonight, very clearly before we go any further, you say, my life's not right with God. There's sin in my life that has separated from me, separated me from God. You say, I need Jesus to step into my heart tonight. I'm not leaving this place without surrendering my body, my mind, my will, my emotions, and my heart. I'm not leaving here without surrendering all to Jesus. If that's you, very quickly, take your right hand and slip it high. Say, Say a prayer for me. Yes, sir? Yes, yes? Keep your hand lifted high. You mean business with God tonight. You need to give your life to Jesus. You need to repent of sin. You need to turn to God. You need to come to Shiloh tonight and give your life to Jesus. Keep your right hand lifted high. Anyone else? Now at this moment, I'm going to ask you to step out of your seat and come and let's pray. If you've lifted your hand, come and let's pray. Give your life to Jesus. And then church, we're going to pray tonight for divine miracles. We're going to pray for the manifestation of God to be released in your life, in your family. We're going to believe God to take you out of disappointment and frustration into divine manifestation. Tonight. Tonight it begins in Jesus' name. Is there anyone else you need to give your life to Jesus? Come. 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 Praise God. Go ahead, church. Put your hands together for Jesus for a moment. Thank you, Lord. Those right here at the altar, the front of the church, just take both hands like this. Look at me. Take both hands and lift them up like this. Why? Because you're surrendering all to Jesus. And Jesus Christ is the greatest authority of all. The Bible says he's the king of all kings. And in this moment, you're asking him to come into your heart, to come into your life, and be the king of your life, to be your Lord and to be your Savior. And as we pray tonight, this prayer that we're going to pray in just a moment, as you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and you believe by faith in your heart, God's going to forgive you of all of your sins. And he's going to make you a brand new person. The Bible says a new creation. Your sins and your lawless deeds, he won't even remember anymore. A new creation, a new person. So here at the altar, just pray with me. Say, Jesus, right now, in this moment, I make a decision to turn my heart to you, to turn my life to you. I genuinely repent of all my sins of all my trespasses I ask you Jesus to wash me and to cleanse me in your pure blood I believe in you Jesus that you died on the cross and you rose from the grave Jesus I know you did that for me come into my life right now Make my body a temple of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I am saved. I am born again. I am a child of God. Amen. Now right now as the worship team plays, genuinely, you've been in struggle, you've been in difficulty, you've been in discouragement, God wants to bring you out tonight. God wants to bring you out into a divine manifestation tonight. Don't go off the rails of your destiny. Don't go into the realm of devastation. Come tonight with an open heart fully exposed before God. A true heart. A full assurance of faith like Hannah had. And come tonight and meet with Jesus. Would you come? Come come, and let Him release divine power. Come let Him release miracles. Doesn't matter what it may be. Your point of frustration. Your point of difficulty. Your point of discouragement. Casting all your cares upon Him. For He cares for you. He loves you.
1: Victory is mine. Victory is
4: mine.
0: Hand and wave at me, sick in your body in any way. You need a physical touch in your body. Just go like this, so we know who you are. All right, now take both hands and lift it to Jesus. Both hands, for He cares for you. Hear me tonight, He cares for you. He loves you very much, He loves you so much. That he would allow his son Jesus to be whipped upon his body and his back. And every stripe laid upon his back said disease, said infirmity, said affliction. So tonight we're going to pray over sickness and disease right now. After we pray, right where you're at, just move your body. If you're in pain, move it by faith and see what God will do. God's gonna release miracles right now. Let's pray. Father in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God I arrest and I bind every spirit of infirmity and affliction and destruction set against the children of God in their bodies and I command it to loose now go out, 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 out be free Be healed, be healed, be free in Jesus' name. Now go ahead, see what God did, go ahead, work your body, be healed in the name of Jesus. Sickness goes, disease goes, Jesus lives. this is kind of random, but I feel very led of the Spirit to pray for heart of hearing or deafness. So come quickly. Quickly, quickly. Don't hesitate. Just stand right here in the front. I feel very led to pray for all who are deaf or afflicted in their ears, their hearing. Come quickly. Quickly, if that's you. And after we pray, I'm going to hand this back to Pastor. Just make a line right here so I know who I'm praying for. Ushers, line them up. Let me ask you this: Do you believe? Do you believe Jesus can heal you? You know, Jesus asked that question. He said, "Do you believe I can do this?" John eleven. He said, "If I, if you, I, did I tell you, if you just believe, you see the glory of God." So, just lift your hands by faith right now. We're going to come through. I'm going to pray for each one of you. And, Pastor, it's yours.
1: Come on, worship Him all across this place. Those online. You have deafness, you're online. Lift your hands, receive right now, miracle. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. Be healed, deaf go, deaf spirit go.
0: good to testify we overcome by the blood of the lamb the word of our testimony now I see that hearing aid in your ear but you just told me you can hear now with both ears
1: right I can hear this when you snap your fingers I could hear this side on this ear I can hear that
0: how does that feel someone say thank you Jesus God has healed this
1: ear for a while now since pastor here prayed,
5: but this ear has been stubborn.
0: But it's open now. It's working now. Who did that? God did that. Someone say, thank you, Jesus.
1: On, not just deafness, reach up, receive your miracle, whatever you need right now, right at home. Come on, lay that hand on the afflicted part of your body. Be healed. Deafness go. God's healing people, it's touching people. Sickness, infirmity, you have no right.
2: power, God is real creation lasted six days he rested on the seventh he could easily heal you in 30 seconds or less makes sense to me hallelujah you may return to your seats if you're able, if you're being ministered to by the Holy Ghost you do not need to get up by any means be a great mistake to get off of the operating table while you're still being operated on. Hallelujah. We're going to receive an offering for our beloved brother. What a great word. Come on, somebody say amen. Great word. Wonderful. If you're online, you can give through kcalaska.com or if you've downloaded the app you can utilize that. Ushers are assisting us now if you need an envelope for a record of your giving. The entirety of this offering we'll go to uh, the Joneses. Jennifer Austin we love you guys. Kids, what's up? Your dad killed it tonight. You're blessed to be a part of the family. God brought you to that family. Both of you called into the ministry. Both of you. I told you that already. It's really good to see you. see you growing in the things of God. Amen. We love the Joneses. How many of you can hear better? Just raise your hand. All the men ought to be raising their hands right now. You had to alter call for healing challenges. I thought every man was going to respond and come up front, but ladies elbowing their husbands. Come on, how many can hear better? For real. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, you ready? Ushers, would you come? It's 8:58. You can queue up Netflix later. Might be good to skip a meal. Come on, it's good to be in church. Lift your hands to heaven all across this place. Come on, let's let's pray for the Joneses. Father, thank you for the anointing that's real. You're leading and guiding them. Thank you for the gift of leadership that you've placed, Lord, in Western Alaska these 12 years. And even 12 being a number of government, an apostolic number. Twelve disciples and twelve, you know, the twelve apostles the twelve tribes. Lord, I thank you that this year is going to enter into greater, greater governmental anointing to have impact for the kingdom of God. I thank you for the apostolic anointing that's growing, that's being placed upon this family. Lord, let them let them far exceed their church planting goals. Raise up so many. Lord, raise up revivalists like this, like you've done in this fine, this fine friend of mine. What a joy. Bless him. Bless the whole Jones family. Prosper them, as we know you have. Make a way to plant churches all over. Raise up teams. Raise up pastors. Raise up evangelists. Raise up prophets. Raise up those with apostolic anointing. Teachers, raise them up. Name, Amen. Blessed gift and the giver, hundredfold. In Jesus' name, Amen. Ushers, would you go ahead? Um, would you do me a favor, please? Just I'm going to pick on a couple people. If you just kind of prophesy and pray over, them, would you prophesy and pray over my friends right here? Would you just come here, take this mic right here, the Haggardies? Prophesy and your reach your hands toward the Zeph. Reach your hands towards them. Come on. Lord, give them a good word, a strong word, encouraging word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Go for it.
0: One arrow gets pulled out, another one's shot. And the devil's worked overtime to take you out of your destiny and out of the divine plan of God. My heart goes out to you tonight because I, I feel what you feel. This word tonight... <laughs> struggle no more. Struggle struggle no more, says the Lord. For this shall be the year, the year, the year of the favorable, acceptable year of the Lord. I see seven. I see seven years of struggle. Seven. There shall come a rejoicing this year. Your feet shall dance again this year. Your children. Oh, God. I asked where your son was because I saw during worship that the enemy, through discouragement, has, had to tr- has tried. Since the last time I saw him, I could see that the enemy has discouraged your son in such a way to take him out of his destiny. And the divine call on his life. But how many here with me tonight will agree that the power of Jesus Christ and the power of prayer and the anointing that's here will sever every demonic assignment? And the shield of faith will, from this night forward, quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. It's like a demonic infestation. I tell you, I see things by the Spirit sometimes. I see like termites. It's like multiple termites of demonic spirits have been assigned against your family and against your lives. But the bloodline of Jesus Christ, just like bedbugs get smoked out, they're getting smoked out tonight. And the termites are hitting the bloodline of Jesus tonight. And as they hit the bloodline, they cannot enter. They cannot access. For the blood of the Lamb is on the doorposts of your home and your life. And though you've struggled and though it's been difficult, this word tonight has been timely for you, says the Lord. And in the weeks and in the months and in this year, The divine manifestation of God will be released. And the joy of the Lord, which you once knew, will once again be your strength. The Lord says that you may even see, at times, with your children, will it really change God? But the Lord says, keep your eyes on faith. And trust me and see what I will do. For tonight there is a shift and there is a change in this house, in this anointing.
2: Lift your hands all across this place. Lift your hands to heaven. What an amazing word. God knows it everything. Come on, lift your hands, lift your voice. Come on, servants is almost over. I know it's 905 and come on, let the Holy Spirit touch you right now. On your feet,
5: are we here? all come break every chain, break every chain, break every chain,
1: break every chain in the name of Jesus. Off of our family,
5: our we loved ones. freedom in this place. Jesus. Healing in this place. Jesus. And break every
4: chain. Jesus. Come on, a moment longer. Break every chain. Break every chain. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, break every chain. Break every chain.
2: I'm shaking what can be shaken so that what remains is of me.
1: A little while longer. A little while longer. Soon.
2: Soon and very soon. God, would love you thank you for what you've done tonight
1: we bless you come on just bless him right out loud Lord we bless you we bless you come on open your mouth and bless him Lord thank you thank you for what you're doing thank you Lord thank you and frustration is releasing manifestation we shut out every voice we, we run to Shiloh God we, we do what Hannah did We declare your plan, your will, and nothing else. We declare barrenness broken. Every barren aspect broken. Multiplication,
2: life, the promise. Samuel came for the greatest prophet in the Old Testament. None of his words fell to the ground. Do that throughout the state throughout the nation, the nations of the world. Until Shiloh come, we give you praise. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us, Lord. Be gracious to us. Keep us. Give us peace. God bless you. Bless you. We'll see you on the weekend. Be a part of everything that's taking place. Get those increased banquet tickets. It will close out. It's it's filling up. It's going to close. You want to be a part of that. Receive impartation. We love you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.